for our second message today to be brought to us by Mr. Barnabas Grayson. It is entitled, Gateway to the Kingdom. Good afternoon, everyone. The message this afternoon is entitled, Gateway to the Kingdom. On the uh, handout that we're passing out, Jesus said for us to enter the straight gate. And we read here that it is often the road less taken by much of the world today. Because we can look around and we can see all sorts of things going on in our society where there is upheaval of all sorts, violence of all sorts. But here in the scripture of Matthew 7, chapter 7, Embedded in Jesus' words is a stern admonition to heed what he says. And what is set before the world today is a choice between blessing and cursing and a divine principle that when followed leads to everlasting life in the kingdom of God. That's what we'll look at today. And this gateway is the straight gate. One you're, uh, one you're familiar with, scripture that you're familiar with. Now, a gateway is an entrance, an entryway, a path to a place. It is like a doorway that you have a choice to go through or skip over. Because in this life, there are a lot of gateways, a lot of doorways, some that lead to a, a dead end. But Jesus said to his disciples in Matthew 7, verse 13, 14, he said, enter ye in at the straight gate, and broad is the way that leads to ruin or to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. And because straight is the gate, I'm reminded of uh, those cartoons I used to watch, Looney Tunes. You know, Wile E. Coyote, he's always chasing the roadrunner, and uh, so er everything is, and tricks always turn back against him. And he falls off of this cliff, and you see him going down, you have that little sound there. And he gets so far down, and all you hear is a little puff. And it, it just used to make me laugh, and it still does. Where was I? <laughs> because straight is the gate and narrow, that is difficult, is the way which leads to life and few there be that find it. So embedded in this stern warning of Jesus is a strong admonition for his disciples to heed his words. So we see that the listeners were given two choices and two ways, and we see that Christ is both the gate and the way that leads to the Father, and there is 
the road that leads to a dead end. In verse 21 of Matthew 7, Jesus said, Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that does the will of my Father, which is in heaven. So what is the Father's will? We'll see that later. But not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that does the will of my Father. So this is, this is the key right there. If we're doing the will of the Father, then we're entering that gate. So many, verse 22, will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name and and in your name have cast out devils, and in your name done many wonderful works. You know, we look around and see a lot of uh, organizations that are doing uh, super works. They're, they're, they're uh, organizations spread all around the world. And then Jesus said, And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. You that work iniquity depart from me so there was something about their life that did not conform to the scriptures that did not conform to the will of God and and to his uh, instructions and directions therefore verse 24 therefore whosoever hears these sayings of mine and does them I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. So we know that just hearing the message is really not enough. It has to be, as the scripture says, to not be hearers only, but also doers of the word. So in verse 25, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, because it was founded upon a rock. And we know that rock was Christ. That includes his sayings, that includes his words, his admonitions, and his warnings that he gives to his disciples. Verse 26. And everyone that hears these sayings of mine, everyone who is listening to these words, who in that day and time heard him directly. Today we see the word printed. And everyone that hears or reads these sayings of mine and does them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand, upon a foundation that will not support. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. You've probably seen on the news where, you know, Yellowstone is, is uh, suffering a lot of uh, flooding. And you see these houses being uh, uh, eroded, the ground giving away, and their houses falling into the river. So when you build too close to water, I guess that's what happens. So this is what we see. Rains descended, and it's not just talking about, you know, the physical uh, things that we see that happen to us. It's also talking about things that come along in our life that descend and come like a flood. The winds blew and it beats upon the house. And when Jesus, verse 28, 
had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine. For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. You know, the scribes, uh, they relied upon tradition as part of their teaching. But here was Jesus whose message was straightforward. It was authority from, from directly from God. And he said that. So this gateway that, we, that we're looking at is just a narrow passage. It's the way, however, that leads to life. And wide is the gate that leads to destruction. Now, in, above in verse 12, uh, the same chapter, uh, Jesus had said, Therefore, all things whatsoever you would that men should do to you, do you even so to them, for this is the law and the prophets. In chapter 7 of Matthew, I need to, uh, I don't know if I have that on the uh, handout, Matthew chapter 7. <clears throat> Beginning in verse 7. He says to us, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asks receives. And he that seeks finds. And to him that knocks he, it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you whom if his son ask bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? So we see here a, a promise that God has made to his disciples, to those who, are, who follow after righteousness, who look to him for answers. And we see here the willingness of, the, of a human father to, free, uh, to forgive and give his child gifts what they need. But how much more our Heavenly Father when we ask him for these things. So in verse 12, Jesus had said, Therefore all things whatsoever you would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. So we simplify this sometimes by, by this phrase, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So this is the, the golden rule. It's about how to get along with others. So this divine principle or this rule summarizes the law and the prophets, which is, you know, would be the law of love. But, as I mentioned earlier, it is a road that is less taken by many in our society today, by much of the world today, because it is a hard road to follow. Human nature wants to go the opposite way. It, it wants the easy way. It doesn't want to go the narrow way that's going to lead to eternal life. You remember the book of Timothy, Paul had said uh, that in the last days, perilous times shall come because men sh uh, shall be lovers or uh, selfish. 
of their own selves. They covetous, boasters, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Those are the easy things that are open to them in life. And it's just, it's just a broad opening that people want to just go through that broad opening and then commit all sorts of debauchery and violence and all of, all of those things that are not conducive to being a Christian that has love. And we see that as Paul said to Timothy that these have a form of godliness but they deny the power thereof. And he says, from such turn away. Now we see it in the world around us. And we know all these signs of the last days as described by Paul in the book of Timothy. So we see that many the world over are on the wrong path. They've gone the, uh, gone the wrong way. They've cho chosen to go through the wrong gate. And because of this lawlessness, this lack of concern for the right way, the love of many as Jesus said, will wax cold. We look around our world today and we see that. So the Apostle Paul tells us that there is a gateway that leads to life. And he said in 1 Corinthians 13, you know, the love chapter, he said, though I speak with the tongues of men and angels and have not charity or have not love, I am become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge. And though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity. I'm nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor. And though I give my body to be burned and have not charity. It profits me nothing. Because without love. Many are just going through the motions of religiosity. So this golden rule of doing unto others as you would have them do unto you is for us to know what love is about and what outgoing concern is all about for fellow man. And this description of love begins in verse 4. Charity or love suffers long and is kind. It's patient and is kind. You have love for someone and they may say something uh, that is against what you will and you lose patience with it. You become annoyed by it. But charity tells you to have patience to, because a charity, true charity suffers long and it's kind. It envies not. It vaunts not itself. It's not puffed up. It does not behave itself unseemly. It seeks not her own. And it's not easily provoked. And it thinks no evil. And it rejoices not in iniquity. But rejoices in the truth. It bears all things. It believes all things. It hopes all things. And it endures all things. So love is a very powerful ingredient. In the Holy Spirit that God has given to his disciples. Charity never fails. But whether there be prophecies. They shall fail. Whether there be tongues. They shall cease. 
And whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. You know, so Paul is saying that not everything is perfectly clear to us. But when, verse 10, but when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. So we have to mature, we have to grow in grace and in the knowledge of Christ. And that takes time, that takes study, that takes knowledge and fellowship even. Verse 11, he said, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. So it's like this. And uh, Paul said, and uh, take this uh, paraphrase from the Living Bible. He said, when I was a child, I spoke and reasoned as a child does. But when I became a man, my thoughts grew far beyond those of my childhood. And now I have put away the childish things. As we know and remember and look back on ourselves, he's saying, that as children, we were often impatient. And we behaved ourselves unseemly, wanting our own way. So if we pause to think about the things that we uh, were obstinate about or rebellious about, you know, we were unseemly in that way. And over time, we grew out of it to become the adults that we are today. In the same way, we can see and understand only a little about God now. As if we were peering at his reflection in a, in a poor mirror. Now I have in a drawer a mirror. And I keep it, you know. I throw my toothbrush in there and other things in there. And eventually the mirror becomes very clouded with, you know, smears and different things like that. And, and uh, so in a way that's, that's how we look at the th spiritual things in life. We may not see it all clear. But we know that the mirror is reflecting. And we're trying to look behind what that mirror shows. And so you rub on it. And after a while it becomes... Uh, dirty again but as long as we're trying to see what's ahead what lies ahead what God would have us to do then that mirror we eventually see ourselves and so we make changes and God shows us the changes that we that we uh, need so someday we're going to see him in his completeness face to face and Paul continues, he said, and I'm reading from the Living Bible. Now, all that I know is hazy and blurred, but then I will see everything clearly, just as clearly as God sees into my heart right now. Verse 13 from the King James. But now abides faith, hope, charity. These three, but the greatest of these is charity. So these three, uh, three things are all connected. They all remain. 
but of those three, the greatest is love. To have charity and to do good to others means access to the kingdom of heaven. Again in Matthew chapter 7, verse 12, Therefore all things whatsoever you would that men would do to you, should do to you, do you even so to them, for this is the law and the prophets. This scripture came to my mind as we were coming over here, uh, about to you know get, uh, leave the neighborhood there and uh, Highway 51, and there's a stoplight, and the arrows point when it's time for you to go. So as we were going into the intersection, uh, there were uh, some cars coming, but we had the green arrow. At least I thought we had the green arrow. I wasn't driving, but. I'm sort of the backseat driver. But anyway, I, I, I looked at this one who, who just sort of turned in to our lane. Luckily, he was on the uh, right lane, and we had to squeeze into the uh, closer lane. And I, it, the windows were, you know, their windows were uh, dark. You know, they had the tint on them. And uh, our our windows are somewhat like that. And <laughs> shamefully, I glared at the person who might be looking at me. And I thought I should not do that. I wouldn't want him doing that to me. And I said, what if he decides that he wants to confront me and, and you know, have a little discussion about it? So this scripture of doing unto others because, you know, as coming up here, this was uh, the thing that I, the main uh, theme of this, uh, of this sermon this afternoon. So I remembered this. And I will try to remember this. Therefore, all things whatsoever you would that men should do to you, do you even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. It's, you know, it's common courtesy that we, that we should dis display because this, is the way of gentleness. This is the way of Christ. So enter you in at the straight gate. The narrow way. The difficult way. Because it is difficult in our human nature. To want to go contrary. To what is the right way. For wide is the gate Jesus said. And broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. So you know. My uh, glaring look could have <laughs> led to destruction the way society is now. Verse 14, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leads unto life and few there be that find it. It's one of those doors, those gateways that people look upon and because of the size of it, because of the narrowness of it, and we're talking about the spiritual attributes that one must have in order to get to squeeze through that gate it looks too hard and so well there's a, a better way there's a bigger way a wider way to go but that way leads to ruin so the gateway to life is a narrow passage and we are to labor we're to push or are to squeeze through that to enter into life In the time to come, we're looking at Revelation, when tribulation comes, 
full bloom, that is. Here are they, it says, who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. So we know that as disciples, like the ones he was talking to thousands of years ago, we are forgiven. We know we are forgiven. We have given up things for the sake of this calling to overcome our human nature and to overcome temptation and, and sin and all the troubles and things that, uh, that confront us. Of course, we know it says that by grace we are saved, but we don't take advantage of that grace and continue doing sin. In Luke chapter 23, verse 10, beginning verse 10, we see the love of Jesus, the compassion of Jesus here. And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity, 18 years, and was bowed together, bowed together, and, and, could no, and in no wise could lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. With those words, the woman heard, and he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Now I have seen, and you have too, many people who have a, an affliction like that. They're, they're bent way over. And they can't straighten up. But yet, they go on about their business. They go on about what they need to do. And I imagine it to be a very painful thing for them to straighten up. But here was this woman who was this way for 18 years. And verse 14. The ruler of the synagogue. When he saw uh, this healing. He answered with indignation. Because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day. And he said unto the people. There are six days which men ought to work. In them therefore come and be healed. And not on the Sabbath day. Come any other time to be healed. But not on the Sabbath day. And the Lord answered him. And he said you hypocrite. Does not each one of you on the Sabbath. Loose his ox. Or his ass from the stall. And lead him away to watering. We have a couple of cats at the house. That you know we give them water and food. They start out the morning eating a little bit of fish. And then we have pans of water. And then there is the water fountain, or not the water fountain, but a bird bath where the birds come to drink water. And it was empty yesterday. And so I poured water into it. And this morning, I remember pouring water onto some flowers. So there are things that are routine that need tending to. If your ox falls in, in into a ditch or if your car has a flat, you know, you get out and, and tend to it. There are things that can be done, things that are good and needful. But this woman that the uh, religionists saw being healed on the Sabbath day they were 
indignified. They were in, indignant about it. In verse 16, Ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound lo these 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? And when he had said these things, all his adversaries were ashamed. And all the people rejoiced for all the glorious things that, he, that were done by him. Then said he, verse 18, unto what is the kingdom of God like? And whereunto shall I res uh, resemble it? This is Jesus sort of asking the question rhetorically. Unto what is the kingdom of God like? And he said it is like a grain of mustard seed which man took and cast into his garden and it grew and waxed a great tree and the fowls of the air lodged in the branches of it. Having planted a garden, you know, I didn't plant any mustard seed but there are some seeds that were so small. But now that they're growing you see all the leaf, the plants, and all the things that are growing and it brings to mind that uh, this that this is like the kingdom a little seed that begins in us that has started a long time ago when man was created and headed heading for the kingdom of God and again he said whereunto shall I liken the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God and he said it's like leaven which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal Till the whole was leaven. So this leaven, you know, as we learn in the days of unleavened bread, that leaven puffs up. Just a little bit puffs it up. Carolyn was making some bread, and uh, <clears throat> she had it on the counter, and uh, it was, you know, starting to puff up, and. I guess maybe a day later or an hour later or sometime or other, it was really swollen. It was really, really puffed up. And because she will confess to this, she wasn't watchful, but uh, <laughs> it was good bread nevertheless. We did bake that, didn't we, Carolyn? Yeah, okay. So... But the kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took, hid in three measures of meal, till the whole was leaven. And he went through the cities, Jesus went through the cities, teaching and journeying toward Jerusalem. Then said one unto him, and a question that we might ask also, then said one unto him, Lord, are there few that be saved? And he said unto them, strive to enter in the straight gate. For many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able. And he explains, verse 25, when once the master of the house has risen up and has shut the door and you begin to stand outside and to knock at the door saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us and he shall answer and say unto you, I know you not who you are, where you came from. Then shall he begin to say, we have eaten and drunk in your presence. And you have taught in our streets. But he shall say I tell you. I know you not. Whence you are. Depart from me. All ye workers of iniquity. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. When ye shall see Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. 
and all the prophets in the kingdom of God and you yourselves thrust out. What a chilling prospect that would be. And they shall come from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south and shall sit down in the kingdom of God. And behold, there are last which shall be first and there are first which shall be last. Matthew, again, Matthew 7, Christ talks about uh, judging. He said, judge not that you be not judged. If you're going to take upon judgment of, of some other person, then you probably expect that same judgment will come to you. For with what judgment you judge, you shall be judged, and with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured you again why behold you the mote that is in your brother's eye but consider not the beam that is in your own eye or how will you say to your brother let me pull out the mote out of your eye and behold a beam is in your own eye you hypocrite first cast out the beam of your own eye then shall you see clearly to cast out the mote out of your brother's eye so we have to look at our own selves before we start judging one another. Give not that which is holy to the dogs, he says, neither cast you your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet, and turn again and rend you. He's talking about those who reject Christ and who reject his teachings. Ask and it shall be given to you, as we read earlier. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you and what this suggests is perseverance and prayer diligence in prayer for everyone that asks does receive and that's a promise and he that seeks finds and to him that knocks it shall be open and we know that this is a promise and according to our faith verse 9 again what man is there of you whom if his son asks bread will he give him a stone Down to verse 13. Enter you in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. In verse 15 we, we see where Christ said to beware of false prophets. Which come to you in sheep's clothing. But inwardly they are ravening wolves. And ye shall know them by their fruits. In verse 18. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. And every tree that brings not forth good fruit. Is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore by their fruits shall you know them. Some of you may remember the words in the previous message today. So not everyone, verse 21, not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Verse 24. <clears throat> Skipping a few verses. Verse 24. Therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine, as we are today, and does them. I will liken him 
unto a wise man which built a house upon a rock. So he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Strive to enter the straight gate. For many I say unto you, said Jesus, will seek to enter in and shall not be able. And the Amplified Bible says, strive to enter through the narrow door to force aside unbelief and the, the attractions of sin. So there is unbelief that goes on and there is the attractions of sin that causes one to find the easy way. For many, I tell you, will try to enter by their own works and will not be able. So we might ask, well, how do we do this? In life, sometimes we encounter difficulties, situations in which uh, we look for a way out. And of course, we know the immediate thing is, is prayer. Life is not easy sometimes. Sometimes there are difficulties. And it's only human to look for the easy way out. The Apostle Paul said in Philipp Philippians 1, he said, For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Yet what I shall choose, I want not. For I am in a strait, he said, between two things. Having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. So Paul was in a strait, a difficulty. He said, essentially, sometimes I want to live. And at other times, I don't. For I long to go to be with Christ. And how much happier for me than uh, being here. So that is, you know, what we look to. Kingdom of heaven and going through that gate toward the kingdom of heaven. Doing those things that are uh, needful. We can look back in Matthew chapter 5 where Jesus uh, preached a sermon upon the mount. Verse 2, where he opened his mouth and he taught. And he said, blessed are the poor in spirit. Why? For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the poor in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. But rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for persecuted they, the prophets, which were before you. And he says to his disciples that they were the salt of the earth, the light of the world, a city set on a hill. And he said in verse 16, to let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. So we strive to enter by the narrow gate. And these are teachings that are hard to do because it just seems to go against human nature and belief and faith in God. 
as I was looking up the word gates, there were 13 gates to Jerusalem. And 12 of them are described in uh, Nehemiah. In Nehemiah, we read of the valley gate, the fountain gate, the sheep gate, the fish gate, the old gate, the dung gate, the water gate, the horse gate, the east gate, the Mithsad gate, the Ephraim gate, the prison gate. And the 13th gate is described in Jeremiah 26. Now, each one of these may represent a, a type uh, of some step in the plan of God. In Matthew 7, 13, we, we read that there is, of course, the wide gate. There's the straight gate. There's also the wide gate that represents the way of the world. So we're to strive in Luke chapter 13. It says to strive, to endeavor, to... Uh, Always do what is right. Strive, said Jesus in verse 24 of chapter 13, to enter at the straight gate. For many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able. And this is the gate that we have entered as baptized Christians, as people who believe in God, who follow Jesus Christ. And this is a gate we have entered because having repented and been baptized and having God's spirit, we have in that, that uh, phrase, uh, that Toy Story phrase, to infinity and beyond. But the wide gate, we know, represents the way of the world. And it's a dead end. But the straight gate is a way to life. It's the gate of righteousness, keeping the commandments of God and uh, the Father to enter into life. Psalm 118, verse 20 and 21. The psalmist wrote, open to me the gates of righteousness. I will go into them and I will praise the Lord. So we see when you choose righteousness, you make a choice, a good choice to go the right direction. Verse 20, this gate of the Lord into which the righteous shall enter. Psalm 119, 9 through 11. How shall a man cleanse his ways? In 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1, uh, it's probably not on your handout. Having therefore these promises, it says, Dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and the spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. In James 4, chapter 7 through 10. I won't go to that uh, scripture, but it, essentially it says that we need to clean up our act and our thoughts. So Jesus has gone to prepare a place for those who enter in the narrow gate. We have the Holy Spirit to lead us through, past all these worldly things that are happening around us. John chapter 14, verse 5. I'll be, got three more minutes here. Thomas said unto the, the Lord, he said, we know not where you, you're going. 
How can we know the way? And Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes unto the Father but by me. In Philippians 4, the Apostle Paul said, I know both how to be abased, and I know how to abound everywhere and in all things. I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Verse 13, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. So as we go through this life, we have ups and downs. There's a straight gate and then uh, narrow, uh, the wide gate. And we choose the way we enter, which one we're going to enter. Therefore, we can do according to what Jesus has told us to do. One that we should remember, that I should remember, to enter in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate. And broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. So seek that gateway that leads to the kingdom of God. It's the straight gate. 